Presented by CDE Liband. Each week we take you in Austin, the athletics department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Lightband offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, for joining us each and every week. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast looking forward to spending most of the weekend just driving around and looking around. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Before we get to this weekend, let's look back at last week. Let's look at the last one. Football at Chattanooga, a meeting of top 25 FCS Titans. Well, one, currently one top 25 FCS Titans. Two, little, two, little foreshadowing, folks. Two entered, one left. The Govs took care of business on the road, securing their first win ever, at, ever against Chattanooga. That's big. That is pretty big, and the usual suspects were big parts of it. Uh, Draylon Ellis, three for three twenty-six and four scores. That's a career high. I think that's gotten lost in the shuffle a lot and needs to be talked about more. Ahmad Tanner, who is number five. Yes. Who is very much number five. For the rest of the year now. For the rest of the year now, very much so last Thursday. Not William Wilcox on, as ESPN. There there was a lot of – there there were some first-game hiccups along the way for a lot of it people. It doesn't help that Ahmad wore 21 for four years. It doesn't help that – ESPN's broadcasters didn't notice that uh, one Ahmad Tanner and William Wilcox, there's probably, I don't know. Four inches, 40 pounds? Roughly, give or take, of height difference, weight difference. Also, so maybe a tight end's not playing running back. It seems quite unlikely. I would have asked a question or two, but, you know, that's... They're pig. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, Benico, Harley, uh, I mean, just... Pick your poison as far as the things Benico did. Going to moss FCS receiver or excuse me FCS defensive backs all year. Yeah, I mean he's he's mossing guys. He's he's doing the juggling one-handed sports center. He's scoring top touchdowns. Grab. He's scoring touchdowns. He'll probably throw one at some point. At some He'll point, the old, for the old trickeroo's going to get him. He returned punts. Return punts. Uh, Dre McCray had a good day in that the passing game. That, that, that kid can scoot. And then on the defensive side, I mean, John Edwards, two picks, OVC Defensive Player of the Week, donning the Stone Cold vest not once but twice. Two times. That's Because that's, Stone Cold said so. That's a fun, fun I like it. celebration. I can't wait to wear it home and do it, and they hit the music. Oh, hit the music. I think uh, DJ Render had a good game, too. He only he obviously had the touchdown catch, but his touchdown catch, it was just a smart play by the Govs when they, the Chattanooga defender went down on the far sideline, and yep. Draylon and Render, I guess, Heads up play. Heads up play. They're both ready and get the un- the uncovered guy for six. Just the easy six. Yep. Cordell Jackson. Cordell Jackson. Eight things. tackles, two and a half for loss. Right behind him, Kobe Perry, seven tackles, one and a half for loss. Uh, good luck. Good luck stopping those two. Yeah, that's that's a real picky point. I mean, I, I thought Chattanooga did a pretty good job for, like, the first 
two quarters of sort of seeing it coming, identifying. Then Cordell, they, got, that, they, then Cordell got that sack. They, they did a good job for the first half of kind of being aware of Cordell, and then they weren't as aware anymore. <laughs> Kobe Perry's good. Kobe Perry's He's good. good playing call, that call, spot, that call spot it, opposite Cordell. Calling Kobe Perry game was a uh, not a not a bad not a bad little call by us last week. Yeah, that guy can play. That guy can play the Govs. Maybe a Cam Ruffin game this week playing at his old school. Ooh, that would be Ooh. fun. That would be fun. Let's get to that in the next segment. But that would be a great time. You know what else was a great time? Volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> they went to Harvard. Ooh boy, Harvard, Harvard, Mer- the Crimson, Merrimack. Oh, very fancy. W schools. W W. I mean, these those none of those three schools belong anywhere near a court featuring the governors. I mean, Aaron Eisenhart set the tone with six aces against Merrimack. Is that good? That seems good. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's several. The Ups, I mean, just head and shoulders better than all three opponents. Brooke Moore, Maggie Keenan, and Michaela Powell, all tournament. Boy. It's it's one of those that you kind of you you think you're gonna look back on this one come October November and be like oh that was the springboard that was the moment everybody's like hey we're good hey, I mean they didn't drop a set they didn't drop a set they were smacking and, people and, around and it's not like it was particularly close at any a point. lot of twenty five sixteens yeah which is a lot yeah when you're for your non volleyball knowers yeah when you. When you're hold, when you're going whole matches without the other team putting Touching. up a set in the twenties, yeah, that's dominance. That is that is butt kickery, and the Govs did it last week. They did the butt kickery. They sure did the butt kickery. Another team, another Austin team that did the butt kickery. Women's soccer headed on down to Chattanooga and got that first win of yeah, the season. Good two days for the Govs in Chattanooga. Back to back nights with a win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get, let's get down there more often. Seems like it's a good time for the governors on our little home away from home. It's a real good time for Rachel Bradbury. Uh, she scored a goal. And then about 10 minutes later, Clay LaRose scored. Uh, Rachel Bradbury. Sneaky little fact about Rachel Bradbury here. Since the start of the 2019 season, nobody on Austin Peay's soccer team has scored more goals than her. Rachel Bradbury is uh, good. 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 Clay LaRose also good. Um, I don't know if you saw I, the video I don't think, that I don't goal. think that's sneaking right, up on no, anybody, that's not, That one's not sneaking up on anybody. She got. She just, like, got a – I won't say it was a steal, but, like, the defender just kind of, like, bad touch. Ball came right to Claire. Did a little dribble. Can't, can't do that for Did Claire a little LaRose. dribble and went top shelf where Mama keeps the cookie jar for the goal. You, you, you can't hand Claire LaRose one of those. She's she's going to make you pay. Claudia on staying hot in the net. She's Nine had a career saves. high in saves in back-to-back games. And her she's first got, collegiate win against Chattanooga. She's got, what, 22 in her last three? She's got nine, seven, and eight, I think. So oh, something like okay. that. She yeah. ranks, hold on, 14th in the NCAA in saves per game. That is a very high number. We'd like that to come down so she doesn't maybe have to have a career high in saves every single game. But we like it if we're but winning. If Chloe's going to keep just playing out of her mind, then we'll we will uh, we will accept we will accept that. Cross country began its season last week at the Belmont opener. Uh, really, just a, a kicking the rust off measure for the guys in this first week. Didn't really get a whole lot of time. I mean, c- competed one time as a full team back in the spring. That was the OVC championship. And that was the OVC championship. So just a lot of rust to, to get rid of there. But uh, Sarah Martin continues to impress on the women's side. Uh, once again, making big strides. I she She's the undisputed leader of that group, and I feel pretty good about having her at the head of the pack there. Men's golf also began its season at – East Kentucky, a tough week for the governors. Mike and Nisley closed out strong, but it was a very, very young group. 
that went to Richmond. Mike was the only one with more than three, I think, uh, tournament appearances during his collegiate career. Uh, Who else look, is back on that team? I mean, you got you got Chase Cordy, you got Garrett Whitfield, you got Jordan Rodriguez, uh, Morgan Robinson, Adam Van Raiden. Uh, there's some young talent as well. That team can do it. Yeah, they, they, I think they're going to be in great shape long term. It just that was there was a real confluence of events that just kind of kept some people at home, kept some people out. the The qualifiers didn't. The qualifiers shook out how they shook out. You kind of have to start your season uh, from scratch, and that's what the governors did. And they'll regroup, and they will be back at the end of the month, uh, raring to go again. Yeehaw! Ye absolute haw. Close this first segment talking about a few new and new old faces around the department. Emily Smith uh, assuming the assistant AD role vacated by Sidney Griffin. Uh, kind of just, I don't even know how to describe Emily's position. Uh, doing doing stuff. Get stuff done. Get Getting the stuff the done. The assistant AD of she, getting stuff she, done. The, she's the assistant AD of getting the stuff done, and she's pretty good at it so far. Meanwhile, we added four new graduate assistants, including... Great friends of the podcast, Max Remy and Carter Henry, along with Jacob Height and Faith Williamson. Welcome slash welcome back slash thanks for staying. I guess to all of the above. Yeah, yeah. We're good, good, good to have you as we uh, as we close this first segment and welcome in Gisela Dahl of the Austin Peay Women's Soccer Team right after this. Yeah, yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street, off-white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas, me, I'm up that bed stop, home of that boy Biggie. Now I live on Billboard and I brought my boys with me. Say what up the Tata. Our women's soccer program is back home Thursday night with a win in their pocket and welcoming Evansville to Morgan Brothers Soccer Field, where junior Gisela Dahl and the Govs will defend their home turf. But first, let's get to know a little bit more about Gisela and her journey to Stashville. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. So, the question that I always like to lead off with is why Austin P? Um, so I picked Austin P because it just felt right. Naomi felt like the right coach for me. And a funny story, actually, I my first visit here was when Claire and Gibson, who are now fifth years, it was their freshman year. And I met Claire first, and I was like, wow, this girl is weird. But <laughs> I absolutely loved her. We got along so well, and now they're my best friends. And they just made me feel really much at home. So I picked Austin P. Not a ringing endorsement of Claire. Wow, <laughs> she's weird is your first thought. Yeah, she was a little bit weird. She'll even tell you that. Love her, though. I love the girl. <laughs> Why soccer? What got you started in the sport in the first place? Um, so I was pretty much born to play soccer because my grandpa in South America played professional soccer. He played for the Chilean national team. So I was had to happen that I was going to play soccer. And I started at age four. So it was bound to happen, started off pretty good, and I just kept rolling with it. <laughs> wow, um, Chilean national team, that's yeah. a pretty high level of success. Uh, how did you wind up in Rochester, New York? Um, so my dad was born just outside of New York City. So they, they just I'm, ended up in like Buffalo, so then they moved to Rochester. And 
my mom well, is she's an immigrant so she's from Chile as well and they just found that Rochester was the place to be especially since immigrants in the north it just flowed really well so sell me on Rochester as a place because I know it's it doesn't get the credit it deserves as some of the things it's done as part of U.S. history, birthplaces of abolition, women's rights, Mm -hmm. a lot of histories happen there. Yeah, so Rochester has always been a place of social reform, and we have a lot of, like, well-known people like Susan B. Anthony, who was a leader for women's rights, and Frederick Douglass, who was a key part in the Underground Railroad, and Rochester was actually the last stop for the Underground Railroad before going to Canada, so it was, like, a bunch of people were there for the Underground Railroad and they would take the boat over to Canada and Ontario which is near Chloe. (laughs) Chloe lived with you during lockdown for a while didn't she? Yeah she did she lived with me for about three months so she was there the whole time she's still my roommate now (laughs) love the crazy Canadian. (laughs) What is a garbage plate and why could they not think of a better name for it? (sighs) A garbage plate I get this question a lot a garbage plate it's a lot better than it sounds. So it is mac salad and home fries on the bottom. And you could do just like either one or you could do both of them combined. And then there's a variation. So it could be cheeseburgers, like two cheeseburgers, which is my favorite on top of that. Or you could do hot dogs or chicken fingers, something like that with a meat red hot sauce, which is special to Rochester. And then you get like onions and mustard and ketchup and stuff like that on top of it. And I don't know why it's called that. It's probably because it's just a bunch of food thrown together. You put it in like a plastic container and all right there. (laughs) So it's, she described it, Chloe described it as basically American poutine. Yeah, I'd give it that. It's a bit more unhealthy than poutine, I'd say, (laughs) because of how many calories you're getting in one sitting. It weighs like five pounds each one. Like, it's a big meal. You can never finish it all, but it's pretty much American poutine, I'd say. Switching deftly from garbage plates to (laughs) important issues, what's the next step for women's sports in this country? Um, I think women's sports is a growing thing in this country I think that people are starting to recognize that women deserve more than what they were getting Um, in terms of equal pay I believe that women's soccer has actually been a huge factor in getting women's pay to be more equal and they have spread awareness quite a bit but I'm excited to see where women's sports goes I have high hopes for the women's NBA I hope that they grow soon as well and I hope that women start to get more recognition for the sports that they play and they deserve it when asking people about you the term that kept coming up was social butterfly (laughs) uh please please explain that i like making friends i love making friends i love just having people feel welcomed i think that's my main thing like every year i like to make sure that the freshmen on my team feel welcomed and they feel included and they have someone to talk to so that's A big thing for me is making sure everyone feels welcomed and happy and I will always have everyone's backs. That's kind of part of a successful team is making sure that the people are coming in who are kind of wide-eyed and may not have anybody have somebody. Yeah, I feel like our team dynamic is very good in that term as well because I love my team. We are like a family and everyone is always so inclusive. Speaking of family, Mark and Carolina, Kira and the wiener dog. 
My wiener dog is my favorite person in my family. <laughs> Lo- love that the wiener dog goes first. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, her name is Chelsea. She's about five now, and she was literally the best addition to my family ever. I loved a wiener dog. I, at first, did not want a wiener dog. I wanted a German Shepherd. And then one day my dad just told me and my sister to get in the car and we ended up at a wiener dog farm about 30 minutes from my house. And we ended up with my dog and she was the last one left. So we always make fun of her for that. We're like, she's the runt of litter, but she's literally the best. Is a wiener dog farm like just as far as the eye can see wiener dogs just running around frolicking in a field? Um, yeah, like we got, we opened the car door and there was just like, at least like 10 wiener dogs just like running around i was like oh my gosh we're getting a wiener dog i did not expect that (laughs) that was super funny uh your sister kira uh tell me a little bit about her um my sister's an interesting human to say the least um she actually goes to where abby wambach went to school so yes um so it's an all-girls catholic school and she is on scholarship there, which is really good. Um, she plays for the same ECNL club as I did, and she's pretty good. I think she's going to end up being better than me at soccer. But um, she's a very, very smart 15-year-old, and she's incredibly witty. And anyone that will tell you says that she has very dark humor, and she's very much herself. She is who she is and she's proud of who she is and she will always stand up for what she believes in so and tell me a little bit about the influence your parents have had on your life um my parents are very strong-willed people and i love them to death they have always influenced my choices in life they've like my mom since she was an immigrant she's always had that immigrant mentality and she said you need to work hard for what you want in life and if you work hard you will succeed And success is a fluctuating term because some people measure success in money, some people measure success in happiness. Success to me is finding what I'm happy doing and doing it to my best possible ability. And playing soccer, my dad was my coach when I was younger. And he's a coach now for a bunch of different clubs and everything and organizations. So, he's always pushed me to be the best that I can be and I've always wanted to play at a high level since I was younger so he's just helped me along the way to get here and play my best. Gisela what is your favorite word? Probably weenie. I say weenie to everyone. I call everyone weenie because I have a wiener dog so I'll just call everyone a weenie. What (laughs) is your least favorite word? Hmm. I don't like the word moist. I don't know why. I don't like it. <laughs> I need to go back and add up all the times people said that word as their least favorite word. I hate it. I don't it's, know why. It's got to be at least 70 times. Yeah, I don't like it. Who or what inspires you? Um, my sister inspires me a lot because I want to be a good role model for her. And I want to make sure that she can push herself to the best of her abilities. What is the last book you read for fun? Um, the last Hunger Games book... It's, I forgot what the, it's something songbirds, but I read it in oh, like a day. Oh, the songbirds and snakes book? Yeah, I read that in a day. In a day? is like a 700-page book. Yeah, I sat there. I, I I didn't talk to Chloe for an entire day. I just sat there and read the whole book. Must be good. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. What is your worst habit? Um, I take really long naps. Like, really, really long naps. Like, four-hour naps. 
That sounds amazing. It's a bad Never, habit. ever lose <laughs> that ability. <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use? Um, probably TikTok. Yeah. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Um, hmm. When I was in Key West when I was younger, I was, I liked to pop jellyfish when I was younger with like a stick or something. And I was just running. So you like to torture animals for fun. Oh yeah, it's just sometimes. <laughs> um, so, and I was just hanging out in the water looking at the jellyfish and then a Portuguese man of war, which is a really, really long and like the sting hurts like really bad um it just started to wrap itself like around my leg and I my dad like screamed and was like get out of the water because it almost stung me so that was pretty scary <laughs> that is a much different story than most of the ones I get when people when I ask people that question yeah <laughs> what is your idea of happiness um my idea of happiness I would say is living with no regrets and just enjoying what I'm doing. <laughs> what is your idea of misery? Um, being constantly anxious and not knowing what I'm doing with my life. What makes you self-conscious? Um, a lot of things. I'm trying to think. Um, I actually have pretty bad anxiety, so most social situations <laughs> make me pretty self-conscious. What is the most embarrassing song you love? Beauty and the Beat by Justin Bieber. How would you prefer to die? Um, peacefully in my sleep. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Probably a wiener dog. Just just because. Good lives for wiener dogs, right? Yeah. What might prompt you to lie? Um, if it if for someone else's happiness. What makes you hopeful? A lot of things make me hopeful. I'm just, I like to think of how I will be in the future. And so I know if I work hard now, then I'll be happier in the future. What is our purpose in life? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think our purpose in life is to live to the best of your capabilities and be as happy as you can doing it. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? Mm. What do you like to do in your free time when you're not playing your sport? What's yours? Um, I would say watching South Park. Watching South Park? Yes. That is one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> now I have to ask, what is your favorite South Park episode? Um... There's a few. I always like the Christmas episodes. I think they're always funny. But there was one on um, COVID when it first came out. It was a vaccination episode. And that one was hilarious. I love that one. Last week, Alex Topalovich asked, what is your favorite movie? Um, probably the Hunger Games series. I'm a big fan of those. <laughs> okay. So you got time left here, but mm -hmm. you can. you're seeing the other side of your collegiate career now what are your hopes and what are your dreams for the rest of your time at Austin P and beyond I hope that this season we could perform better than we did last season I think that our team this year is pretty strong we have a lot of we have a pretty new team since we have about 13 new players and 14 returners but I think our dynamic on the field is awesome and I have high hopes that we could finish in the top four in the OVC this year and maybe we could 
pull out a win in some tournament play. And I have high hopes for next year as well, hoping that we can just add to the dynamic that we created this year. Well, you got that first win last week. Hopefully you'll get another one tonight and maybe even again on Sunday. Hopefully so. Gisela, thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Big thanks to Gisela Dahl for coming on. Give us a few minutes out of her days to go as prepared to host Evansville tonight. We will get into that in just a minute. But first, Ole Miss football weekend. Ole Miss football. Short week for the for the for the old Rebs. The old Rebel Black Bear Land Sharks. Land Shark. Whatever. Yeah, what, I have no we, idea. What, what do I they, call what do Ole I Miss. call them on Twitter? You, you call them Ole Miss. Not the Rebels. Not I mean because they were the Rebels. They said they said we're going to be the Rebels, but we don't like that mascot. So our mascot's now a Black Bear. And then, like, three years later, I've never seen that black bear. And they have a shark running around. I, very, They're confused. Ole Miss. They are they, Ole Miss. Who has more of an identity, identity crisis, them or the Auburn War Eagle Tigers? You know, if you talk to an Auburn person, sometimes you have to. They can explain that thing. I don't think anybody can explain what's going down with the old Ole Miss thing. I don't like the Auburn explanation usually, but whatever. You're a tiger, you're a bird. Pick one. I can I can look past that tradition is tradition even if it's a confusing tradition no one understands. Ole Miss they are Ole Miss they are Ole Miss on a short week after playing Louisville on Monday they are Ole Miss just today welcoming their head coach out of the COVID. Is he out today? I believe so. I thought he was out tomorrow. I thought he was out today, but it, maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe he's out Saturday. I don't know. I don't know either. Lane Kiffin wasn't there the first. Lane Kiffin was not there. He's not been there for most of this week. Short listen, week. listen. Hey, the Govs got three extra days rest. The Govs played Thursday. Ole Miss played Monday. The Govs got extra rest. Ole Miss on a short week. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely beat the pants off of Louisville. Duly noted, loud and clear. If the Govs use the extra rest, sneak a score early, Ole Miss comes out flat, yada, 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 Kiffin's hanging around, not, hanging not around. not rhythm. You never know. Not, I am not near fool enough to put any sort of, well, Gov's coming prediction out there. Just if it's closer than whatever you envision the As score Lee Corso being. says, closer than the experts think. If it's closer than the experts think, don't be absolutely flabbergasted. Also, don't be absolutely flabbergasted if the, uh, the Austin volleyball team rolls up to Terre Haute and uh, – does that winning thing again? Western Michigan, IUPUI, and Indiana State at the Sycamores home tournament. Probably a better level of competition I than last week. It's, I think they're building up with their competition level. This weekend's a much more equal, and then next weekend they're really going to challenge themselves when they play a top ten ranked Western Kentucky. Western's, <laughs> Western's historic. Western's a wagon at volleyball. Yeah, historically uh, quality. But no, this is a good way to get ready for that big tournament to get at Western. You've got to. You're not going to go straight from Mary McMarist and. Harvard no, if you go if you go from Merrimack, Maris, and Harvard to top ten, that is a recipe for disaster. So this is a good meet. This is a good stepping up for them. Uh, Bit of a homecoming for Tegan Searing, hailing from just over two hours away in Yorktown. Yeah, it'll be a good weekend for him. Hopefully, hopefully so. And 
closer to home, at least for the first half of the weekend, as discussed, welcoming in Evansville. They're tonight. Good. They're good at soccer. They are very good. Five, number five in the Midwest region by the U.S. soccer coaches, unbeaten this season. Win, two ties. Two ties, two. but wins against Belmont, Moorhead, and SEMO. So, uh, that whole number five ranking, too. They're ahead of multiple Big 12 teams. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they – they are good. They're pretty good. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't like. Channel. I don't like Evansville being good at soccer. That's a team that we have historically been all right against. And we've won the last three. There were three five and zero against Evansville all time, but we've won the last three. I'm, I'm only counting recent history. The five is okay. So we're three and zero against Evansville. That, that's that's the that's that's history's problem as far as I'm concerned. Uh, going down to North Alabama on Sunday, correct? Yes, a North Alabama team. They're winless, but they tied when they came up here. And played Miami, Ohio. They're zero four and two. And they also played Kansas State pretty good to for the last minute of the game. Yeah. Kansas State got a game winner. It's just I feel like they've had a tough schedule, a little tough luck. Goes got to see him here. Didn't get on the field against. I him. think that's going to be a tough. I think that's another tough match. It's a hard week for the team. You know. I think that's a sneaky tough one. I think if you were maybe leading off, coming in off of some some extended time away from the pitch against North Al, I would feel a lot better about that. But that's a these are two sneaky tough games for the Govs this week. They've weekend. got an extra day turnaround because they're not playing on Friday, so they've yeah. got it's a little better for you. That'll help. So we'll see how it goes. Women's golf getting underway on Monday at the Payne Stewart Memorial, hosted by Missouri State. The last time the Govs were at Twin Oaks Country Club, Taylor Debman led the way. Final round seventy three, put her twenty first. After this, all our fall sports will be. Com- fall sporting. Fall sporting. Very, very excited. I believe I said this last time they went to this tournament. They all have to wear the Payne Stewart pants and socks when they play in this tournament. That should be a rule. You you did say that, and I don't believe anyone took you up on that. It's just too bad. And it's, just, it's a wasted opportunity, if we're being honest. Honestly, you should probably consult the people at Missouri State, uh, do some sort of bylaw um, discussion there. Must dress as Payne Stewart for tournament. It seems difficult to, like, where do you... That's a real custom get-up for one tournament. I mean, well, you know, I feel like it's worth it. Said the guy who doesn't have to pay for it or wear it. For you get some cool photos. I don't love that look personally. Payne Stewart pulled it off because he was Payne Stewart. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. You know what starts this weekend as well? Not, not this weekend. Not this weekend. Tonight. Tonight. This very evening. The National Football League has returned to us. Oh, it's back. We've missed you. I mean, not like the machinations and the whole Roger Goodell aspect. That could have stayed. But the football. The football part, yes. Missed you much. Excited about the first weekend, buddy. I am. I had a lot of good games. A lot of good games. Also, the the Jets and the Panthers. I I won't get to watch the game I want to watch because, you know, the NFL only gives you two games at that time. But whatever. Some good games, and also the Jets and the Panthers will be playing. The Jets and the Panthers will be playing. Hey, pick up the Panthers' defense in fantasy football, everybody. Watch Zach Wilson throw for 350. If Zach Wilson throws for 350, I'm losing twice in fantasy <laughs> football this week because I got the Panthers' defense on both my teams. <laughs> you asked me about the Raiders and the Ravens as I am a uh, avowed Raiders person. Yes. Here it is. Shocking the world Monday night. Oh, boy. Baltimore come across country for the primetime game. Off their feet, out of sorts. The first full stadium at uh, Allegiant, right? First, first full house at Allegiant. Uh, a pass rush that allegedly existed more than theory now. Who's on that pass rush? That Yannick, whatever his last name is. Yeah. The, yeah, the guy that bounced around, Max Crosby, Cleveland Farrell's a backup, which is definitely what you want from Who, the fourth overall pick two years ago. Who's quarterback in this Raiders team? 
It's Carr. Still Derek Carr? Oh, yeah, it's still Carr. Not Nathan Peterman? I will, I will beat you with a shoe. <laughs> Nathan Peterman, how dare you? Oh, boy. Picks for the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, haha, ha, I'll have a good laugh much as the next guy. Picks for the Super Colts Bowl. Colts are good. The Colts are good. Watch out. They're winning the South. If you're hitching your bandwagon to Carson Wentz. The last time Carson Wentz and Frank Wright got together, it was a magical. A lot's magical. happened since then. Magical. They a can run the ball. They've got the best O line in the league when they have when they're healthy. They got Eric Fisher, Quentin Nelson, and Brennan Smith. They got a defense. Mm, Michael Pittman's good. That seems like tasty Kool Aid. They're going to get T.Y. Hilton seems back. Like Marlon Mack was number one running back on this team last year before he popped in Achilles. He's back. Him and Jonathan Taylor are a load to tackle. Okay, but Super Bowl picks. Yeah. Who do you got? Who do I have? Who you got? Going against the Chiefs seems stupid, but it seems like something about the window has closed. So I am going to go way out in the left field and I'm going to go with a Titans Bucks Super Bowl. I don't feel good about any <laughs> of the words that I just said. I think None of it makes me I happy. really like Buffalo in the AFC. I, I would love Josh Allen. Or prefer Buffalo, believe me. I love Josh Allen. And, that guy's awesome. And, and if it turns out that Arthur Smith was the Ryan Tannehill whisperer and he was actually more Miami Ryan Tannehill than the last few years with Arthur Smith, I am prepared to eat those words wholeheartedly. As for the NFC, go against Brady at your own peril at this point. Yeah. Th- this The Bucks are hard to pick against. Eventually he's going to fall off a cliff. I'm not going to go against him until he does. Rodgers might spite win the Packers to the Super Bowl. No. Don't think so? No, I think. That's going to be a disaster, isn't it? I really do think so. Who else has a chance in the NFC? I mean, somebody has to win the NFC East, and by default they will be in the postseason. <laughs> Who's going to win the NFC East? I mean, it seems like it should be Dallas. But it won't be. It won't be. It, it'll be like but an 8-8 eight and eight winner again. It, Maybe the football team? The Giants? The, the, the Giants. Danny Dimes? I mean, Saquon Barkley's allegedly healthy. Not the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is not going to win. I've cooled on the Jalen Hurts thing pretty significantly. I I thought anybody that went to Lincoln Riley's uh, good quarterback and factory at Oklahoma for a year probably had something, but I don't. What about the Cardinals? What about the Cardinals? Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, that's the problem. I the talents, yeah, I The talents there – if the scheme catches up, maybe. I don't know. Another good team people forget about. Sean McVay's a good coach, and Matt Stafford might throw for 8 million touchdowns. The problem there is if anybody who's valuable to that attack gets hurt, they're toast because they have no depth. No. And over a 17-game season, somebody important is going to wind I'm up I'm very excited hurt. to see Matt Stafford play for a team oh, that matters. Yeah, because I, yeah. I really wanted Matt Stafford on the Colts. When, when Matt Stafford starts throwing for 420 and four scores a game, like regularly, people are going to be like, why did we waste this guy's – Yeah, why did we let him sit in Detroit for nine years? Yeah, that's that's going to be a bummer for well, Detroit people, but, yeah, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, Brady. Rookies of the year. Rookies of the year. Hmm. I mean, offensive is Trevor Lawrence. 
It's going to be. It, has, it almost has to be. I'm getting such strong, like, Peyton Manning first year yeah, vibes no, yeah, where it's, it's like bad. the team's going to be absolutely rotten, but he's going to put up video game numbers. He's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. He might break Peyton's pick record, though, because he has no receivers. Yeah. NFC? Def- I guess there is no offense. No, never mind. I'm thinking, offense, defense, I'm thinking baseball. Yeah. I'm thinking baseball. Uh, defense? Uh, I don't know. Quiddy Pay, Indianapolis. Sure. I don't think not. Doesn't I mean, matter. Yeah. Any of those other quarterbacks have a chance? Zach Wilson? Trey Lance? I don't think Lance does. I don't know what's. Mac Jones? If they're like 13 and 3, it's going to be hard to argue against it, no matter what he does. Even if he's just the world's goodest game manager. That's what he's going to have to be. Once Andy Dalton dies and they have to put Justin Fields in, call it week three, we'll see. Justin Fields should be starting for the Bears tomorrow. No, because they have a terrible offensive line. And if you're going to get a quarterback killed, make it the one who's already at the end of his career. Then Fields is still going to die. Maybe. MVPs? MVP. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mahomes is hanging out. Allen's hanging out. Lamar's hanging out. It's hard to pick against one of those three. Yeah, it's... Kind of, kind of just rotate it with them until further notice, I suppose. Seems fair. Coach of the year. You said Frank Reich, I'm gonna kick you. <laughs> Can't just be Andy Reid again because they're gonna go like 14 and two. I think whoever wins the NFC East should get it. <laughs> whoever wins the like, East. if you if you if you win that war of attrition, you've you've done something. Ron Rivera, who is it? Ron Rivera, Joe Judge. Ron Rivera, Joe Judge, uh, McCarthy, and Nick Sirianni. Is yeah, the Eagles guy right. now? You know who I don't want to win it? Uh, Mike McCarthy. Urban. If oh. Urban Meyer wins, I will be sick. Honestly, if they get six or seven wins, there's no way you can keep it from him. That That is a How long does he fire. last? I mean, he's not looking too happy about anything that's occurring. How if you long until he starts facing heart problems again? That's We here at PCAST LLC uh, disavow any of Krieger's uh, preceding comments. And, uh, when the tough gets going, Urban Meyer quits. Final answer. We here at PCAST LLC. I assume there's community service to be done in the service of the greater Clarksville area, but I can't know this for certain because Ryan Combs is now packing up and heading on to greener pastures, sort of. He's moving across campus. He's just not working for athletics anymore. Um, I guess Riley is now your go-to for this This. The community service aspect just kind of keeps falling to whoever's around. Hey, Riley, around. if you're not the community service person, like, let us know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, pray for Katie Etheridge. Uh, she's down to the big guns in her office right now. and uh, It's her and Riley. It's her and Riley. And uh, we're fully fully into the semester now. So, uh, yeah, R-I-P-I-P. You know what you can do to... You know what people can do to follow us on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, they can follow us at Let's Go P. Where you can follow us on Facebook on our official account called Austin P. Governors. Uh, shout out to Robin and Carter for all the wonderful and fabulous work they're doing over there. And Eric for existing. And Eric's here too, I guess. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey Bush, myself, Alex Allard on occasion. Intern TBD allegedly here next week. You know what else is here next week? Home. Home football, football opener. And our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell, has got all the information you can use to get into that game. Uh, like we said, we're a week away, so you better hit up old two-ring John today because if not, you've got no one to blame but yourself. 
Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating, view on podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know the local or on-campus event we shout out. Tell Casey how sad he is to believe in Carson wins. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Shout out to JLo's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to the U.S. men's national team not tripping over the curtain Wednesday night. Love yourselves. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.